I am uh, Jake Rush, and I am one of the pastors here at the church. Um, as most of you know, uh, y'all know me, and, and uh, we have seven elders uh, when you count Josh. Not that you wouldn't count Josh. <laughs> He's the, uh, Josh is our normal teaching pastor, and uh, we, we like to try and give him a break, uh, usually during the summer. And so here we are. Uh, y'all have heard from Joel and Kyle, and, and you will again this summer, or this month. But um, I get the opportunity to come and preach tonight. Um, I'll be honest, I don't do this very often. And I've been around for a long time, but it still just gets my heart going. I'm just um, about to vomit. So if I vomit, (laughs) if I vomit, just uh, be patient. (laughs) Um, Also, I would have uh, dressed up a little bit tonight, but... um, I'm about to take my shirt off as it is, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I think the shorts and the short sleeves um, were probably a good move. Um, I, like I said, uh, I, my name's Jake. I am, uh, I'm 35 years old. I turned uh, 35 a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks. It was February, but, um, <laughs> but uh, I've come to a time in my life when um, things are changing. Um, I, at first, I called it a spiritual life, uh, midlife crisis, and, and that's not the case at all. It's certainly not a crisis. Like, God is stretching me and, and moving in me, and I hope I can slow my heart and my mouth down long enough to, to convey that to you because I think, I think he has something for us tonight, uh, something to grasp onto, something to, to learn and, and to put into practice. And so we'll, we'll jump right in. I'll, I'll try and, uh, like I say, if, if things come out as jumbled as they are in my head, um, the Lord's going to have to shape it for you. So here, here we go. Uh, we're going to be in Romans tonight. Uh, Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at two verses. We're going to look at two verses because uh, any more than that, and my brain would have exploded. It's just a beautiful letter, um, just full of, of meat. And that, I, maybe that's a guy saying, I don't know, uh, full of good stuff. And so uh, y'all can stay there. I'm going to jump around a few times, but uh, you're welcome to, to stay on uh, Romans chapter 12. And so let's go there now. Verse 1 says, Therefore, my brethren, therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's uh, will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So tonight, um, like I say, I I just want to talk through those two verses. I'm really going to focus on on verse 2. And so um, what Josh always says, uh, Josh has tried to uh, help in shaping our preaching skills. I'll be honest about that. I've taken, taken Josh's uh, preaching 101 class, and uh, I, he, I won't tell you what grade I got. You'll have to find out. <laughs> uh, but what it says here, um, uh, he, Josh always says, therefore. The, the, verse, the first verse of the chapter says, uh, 
you know, therefore I urge you. Well, he says, it says, therefore, what's it there for? You know, I always thought that was cute. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I can't tell you. Um, usually when it says, therefore, and you're looking for the context, you can back up. Well, you can. You can back up in, in, in chapter 11. Uh, in my Bible, it's labeled the doxology. Um, it talks about the, the depth of the riches, the wisdom, the knowledge of God. It talks about how great God's character is. And it, it shows us a picture of God. And then he says, therefore, brothers, in view of that, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. When I, read, when I read more on the chapter, it's not just 11. It's the whole book. It's therefore um, a, a turn in the book. So chapters 1 through 11 set up those verses in chapter 12. 1 through 11 um, is looked at as more of a theological or doctrinal training. And then verse 12 begins a, a section on practical, practical living, as, as Paul writes. And so, pretty cool. Um, I've always, this is one of the few passages I've tried to memorize over the years. And, and to be honest, um, uh, sorry, I lost my thought. One, one of the few passages I've tried to memorize over the years and even now, this past week, when I've tried to get ready for this, started to do some studying and some, some more in-depth uh, work. And man, Scripture just opens up for you when you read in context or the meaning of the Greek words, things like that. I'm hoping that I can open it up for you tonight. So, so we'll do that. Um, I, I want to look at... Uh, um, let, let, let's pray, because I, I want to pray for this. We've, we've already read the verses. And, and like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on on verse 2, where he says, do not conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you hear that word conform, I'm hoping you're already sitting there going, why is this for me? What's Jake talking to me about tonight? Is there something in this world that I'm conforming to? Do I need transformation? Do I need renewal? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be brash or whatever. Yes, 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 yes. Like, you do, so please, as we open up, just already begin. Don't wait till the end to say, I wonder if that really applied to my life. Start thinking right now, and it'll go better for all of us. It, it'll go great. So, um, let, let's pray. Uh, Father God, uh, I, I've confessed to these people, I confess to you, Lord, my heart is beating a mile a minute, and my head is going crazy, and there's a lot of stuff mixed up around there. I, I just pray that, Lord, you that you uh, would be here. Lord God, we already have, have desired the Spirit to be here in our worship. Lord, may your Spirit just be welcome in our teaching, in our hearts, Father God. Lord God, as I've asked, Lord, I pray these people would, would already, without me even saying anything, Lord God, may the, may the text, may the Word alone convict and change and grow. Lord God, I desire that. Uh, for myself, I desire that for these people. May I speak in, in faith, hope, and love for these people. Uh, may we all walk in uh, sanctification tonight together. May we grow. Lord, we love you. Uh, you do this for a reason. You do Sunday nights for a reason. Uh, Lord, and the best I can think of is your glory. Lord, may we glorify you in this teaching, in our listening, in our worship. Lord, be praised. Lord Jesus, we ask, I beg, and in your name, Lord God. Amen. So, um, I want to look at verse 2. Verse 2 kind of has, uh, has three main points to me. It, it talks about uh, not conforming. It talks about transforming. And it talks about the renewal of your mind. And so, we'll start, we'll start with uh, conforming. The definition of conform uh, 
is to form. Yeah, all right. Uh, to form or to fashion alike according to a mold. And I, uh, hopefully that, that makes sense. Um, here, uh, the Greek is, is a word that's called suskamatazo. Uh, um, and and uh, J.C. Ryle, this commentary uh, guy I read, he said, this verb speaks of an outward conforming. That which is external and does not represent what is on the inside. Does that strike a nerve with anyone? Uh, An external conforming, an external fashioning into something that is not representative of what's on the inside. I I think we all can look look at that and understand that the changes that that Jesus has done in us, that maybe some of those haven't made it to our life yet, haven't made it to to our external lives yet. Ryle continues to say believers, in in terms of us, believers are to be changed by what is transpiring on the inside, such that it affects the outside. Like I say, there's a disconnect somewhere, and and this is where I'm coming from. This is why I talk about the spiritual uh, midlife crisis. It's growing pains, actually. I've begun to look at my life and, and see that I'm doing a lot. Uh, I'm coming to church. I'm an, I'm an elder of the church. I, I go to elder meetings. We have community group. We have band of husbands. Um, we do a lot of things. But to be honest, it's extremely hard for me to step back and see that, uh, that there's change, that there's growth. Um, in fact, sometimes I look at my life and, and, and I try and look five years out you know, and say, was I different five years ago than I am today? Has, has all this stuff that I do, has, has this, has it, has it changed me at all? You know, and so this is really where, where I come from, um, where, where God's driving me uh, and, and how, how he brought me to this, this word. So um, uh, this word, um uh, talks about conforming. It's only used uh, one more time in the Greek Bible, and it's in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14. I'll, I'll just read it to you. Like I say, i got a few verses. Um, it says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he called you, as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. That says it right there. It parallels these verses. It says... Um, just like we're conforming, don't be conformed to the former ignorances. We've been renewed. We've been, we've been changed. Our hearts have been exchanged. Um, Hillsong has this beautiful song called Beautiful Exchange. It, it is, oh man, just give me chills just to think about the lyrics and how Christ came and just redeemed and exchanged those, that heart, that heart of stone. And it's just amazing. But here, it draws a very good parallel. So it says, don't be conformed. I, I'm struggling with that. Um, like I told you, uh, uh, where's, uh, where's Yi? Is Yi here? Hey, Yi. Hey, bro. Uh, Yi said something the other night. No, 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 you're good. I was just, uh, <laughs> hey, man. Um, Yi said something the other night, and I, I don't know if you meant it positive or negative, but when you said it, it, everything fell into place. You said church is a carousel. And all of a sudden, it's just like somebody hit me. And, um, and it was just like, that makes total sense. I'm on the zebra, and I'm just <laughs> floating around and around. 
like I told you, I just feel like I'm on a carousel. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I know it can be a beautiful thing. But for me, it made sense that, that man, you're, just, you're going through the motions. Whether it's a Monday through Sunday carousel, you're, you're okay, here's the upswing. All right, here's the downswing. That's Tuesday. Sunday night, upswing. Like, man, my life is just, my life is wonderful. But in terms of my spiritual growth, I am starting to just desire. Um, I want my zebra to break. It's not in my notes. <laughs> I want my zebra to break here and just continue around. And, and Aaron Smith was telling me about a conversation with Taylor. I'm doing shout outs all night. Hey, um, you should have paid. I could get you one. Uh, Aaron Smith was telling me about Taylor. He said, you know, sometimes we get stuck in that. I was telling him, I, I feel like I get stuck in that loop. He said, you know, I was telling Taylor that. And I, I may butcher this story, but. He was telling me, actually, it's not that you just keep going around and around. Sometimes that carousel is just getting higher and higher. You're, you're, you're going, you're growing, and you may not even know it. And, and I can only hope for those things. I can only hope for those things for you, that even though sometimes we get in the rut, that, that God is still moving us towards him, that, that he is um, just breaking the chains of bad doctrine, of false narratives. We've been talking about false narratives all the time. But that we wouldn't conform to the world. That I wouldn't fight so hard, that you wouldn't fight so hard tomorrow morning to go to work and just plug in and look like the person next to you. I, I have an office mate, and it's scary. When I think about my office mate, um, which is a weird word, uh, <laughs> I have a guy I work with who shares my office, and um, we spend more waking time than, than my wife and I. That's so sad. Like, I'm about to vomit again. But... Um, <laughs> But I don't, it's going to be challenging for me to go to work tomorrow and say, I preached at my church last night because I'm an elder and I've, uh, you know, I've been put in that position, you know. He would look at me like I'm crazy. And I have to apologize for that. Like, I've, I've, I'm conforming. I, I'm trying to be like him, not, not doing different things. Let's, let's move on. I'm getting a little hung up. Um, when you talk about uh, um, conforming and not conforming, Paul, the, the verbiage, basically says stop. Stop conforming. Like he says, don't conform. Uh, don't conform any longer. He's basically, in our terms, saying quit. Quit conforming. So um, when he says quit conforming, you think, well, how do I do that? I think that. I think, man, how am I going to do this? How, if I truly say tomorrow morning I'm going to go and I'm going to be the guy God's called me to be at my workplace with my office mate, um, how do I do that? Well, I think in the past, um, Christians, we as Christians have, have searched for that. How are we supposed to be not in this world? We're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world um, I almost called Schoon today. I, there's a Point of Grace song. I couldn't think of it that, <laughs> that talks about that. Uh, I'm sorry that you're my 90s contemporary Christian music uh, authority. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's this, how, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to be in the world? I'm, I'm trapped, but how am I not supposed to be uh, of the world? And so we as Christians, we've struggled. I, I'll be honest with you, we as elders have struggled over the, over the years. Um, if If... Some people make decisions, other people get mad, we hear about it. Well, they shouldn't have been doing this. Or, you know, these people went and did this last night. Or, boy, we, these people did this. And, and it, it doesn't have to be the youth or the college group or the, 
or the, uh, the married folks or the single folks. It's everybody. There's, we do stuff sometimes that is, is, is wrong. And I'm not telling you it's wrong. This is where I'm at right now. And so, as Christians, if we're not supposed to conform to the world, uh, we've struggled with, um, okay, we've got a, an activity that's wrong, so we're not going to do that activity. Um, I hate to even do examples because it's just, I'm not, there's not for me to do. But um, uh, a lot of people I, I got to read, and it's not just, um, let, let me read you this. Let me, let me read you. Uh, this is a guy named James Haldane. I'm stumbling through it. Let me read it. So, It's not that you stop doing a few things that other people are doing that are regarded as wrong. We're talking about conforming and you desiring to not conform. It's not that you stop doing the things that other people are doing that are regarded as wrong. It's more that you start doing some things that they don't do at all. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back uh, as well. I've read two thoughts on this same, same principle. It's, it's more that you start doing things that they don't do at all, like loving your enemy, forgiving when you had been unjustly wronged, returning good for evil, showing kindness to those who repay you with a grateful attitude. Let me tell you what Piper says. He says the same thing. Christians, we see uh, transformation as switching from a to-do list of the flesh to a to-do list of the law. That's what we do. We automatically find that converse, and, and we, we try and do that. Paul replaces the works of the flesh, not with the works of the law, the fruit of the Spirit. That's his converse. Let me, let me read you those. I know, I know we know them. Let me read you. Galatians 5, verse 17 says, For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. Remember that. So that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, remember that, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But here he goes. Here he flips the switch. But the fruit of the Spirit, those who are led by the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. There is no law. And so, it's just such a, a beautiful picture. Like, when you do those things, you don't stand in judgment to those people that you're trying to not conform to. You stand in obedience to the Lord. You walk in obedience into the fruits of the Spirit. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, let's keep going. So, uh, verse 2. I want to tell you real quick uh, that my bookmark is a ring bulletin from June 15, 2003. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I got three more. I'll show them to you. Uh, let's, go back, let's go back to Romans. So verse 2, just to refresh, do not conform uh, any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve 
uh, what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if we're not conforming, if we're successful, how are we successful? We're to be transformed. Um, again, uh, one other time in, uh, in the Gospels, the, the Greek word for transformed here in verse 2 is metamorpho-o. It's uh, two O's. I don't know how to... Uh, I could have said metamorpho. Um, I don't know. Um, that's our word metamorphosis. Uh, this word here, uh, to draw a parallel, so we're not, if we're not conforming, he's calling us to be transformed, to be uh, metamorphosed, to change. Uh, the same word that's used in this verse is used in Matthew 17, 2, um, where Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on a mountain and is transfigured before them. He's metamorphosized, <laughs> seized, metamorphosized. Um, what's happening there on that mount, Jesus' glory was revealed. His, his face was shown like the sun. Um, his clothes became white as light. There was a physical change. You remember we talked about the conformity. We talked about that being an external indicator of something that wasn't on the inside. Jesus here, when he was transformed, when he was metamorphosed, uh, his glory was revealed. Now, in the past couple of weeks, uh, Kyle, no, 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 I'm sorry, Josh uh, speaks about Braveheart. We talked about that a little bit. Joel uh, speaks about the Matrix. He wanted to switch it up a little bit. Braveheart wasn't his generation. Um, <laughs> where's Joel? Uh, I'm going to speak about butterflies. And so um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a fair trade. Uh, I'm cool. So um, our word is metamorphosis. And there's no greater picture uh, in my mind in, in our natural world than a, than a butterfly. And it's that uh, you've got a caterpillar, right? This is really happening. I'm going I'm to follow on with this, this butterfly deal. You've got a caterpillar. And this caterpillar is caterpillaring along. And he's eating leaves, uh, getting sustenance. God's providing for him. That's what he is at that time. He's a caterpillar. Please don't get lost in my attempted humor. This is, this is big. So caterpillar is living life as a caterpillar. I don't know the science. I'm sorry, I should have looked it up. <laughs> Josh knows the science. Um, so one day, this guy goes into metamorphosis, and he goes into his cocoon. He, he gets wrapped up in his cocoon, and long story short, he comes out. He comes out of the cocoon, and uh, it's really not a long story. Um, he comes out, and he's... He's different. He's not an evolved caterpillar. He's not a caterpillar with wings. He's totally different. Jesus, it doesn't say Jesus was shiny. It says Jesus' face shone like the sun. His robes changed. They became white as light. This butterfly, this metamorphosis, like I said, it's, we're talking about a butterfly, but don't miss the point. We are being transformed. We are to be transformed. Um, we are to be butterflies. Like, this sucker comes out, and like I said, it's not, he's not just a caterpillar with wings. This caterpillar, is, it, he doesn't even have a mouth. It's not a caterpillar, sorry. It's a butterfly. He doesn't even have a mouth. Caterpillars eat. They crunch, munch, and all that stuff. Butterflies suck nectar, so that crazy spirally thing off their face. It, I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is, 
is not the same. It, it's not the same. It's a whole different animal altogether. Dude can fly. Like, it's amazing. And I think God's calling us to that. He's, the, he's calling us to be what we were intended to be. That butterfly was a caterpillar for a time. But its, it's goal, its, it's uh, intent, God's intent for the butterfly, is, for the caterpillar, is to be that butterfly. God's intent for us is, is for His glory to shine in us, for us to be transformed, to not conform to the world. God didn't create us to plug in. He didn't create us to, to look like everyone else. He's made us believers, and that belief should change us. It should change the way we think. It should change the way we talk. It should change the way we act. And not, not just in doing, not doing wrong, but in, in doing what is foreign to the rest of everyone, to the non-believers, blah, blah, blah. Um, how do we go about being transformed? And here we'll, we'll kind of wrap up. Um, again, very specific words. Uh, he says, renewal of the mind. Um, sorry. Where'd I go? Uh, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's only one place in the Greek Bible, I know I've said that, it's been pretty cool to read the Greek words. This word, um, uh, Titus 3.5. I'll go. Titus 3.5 says, this is the key. This is, this is really the, the heart of it. Um, but because of His mercy, we've talked about mercy in Romans, but because of mercy, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. I read a little too much. I got excited. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Josh was talking to us. He was like, who's the hero? Where's the, where's the hero? Where's the hope? Where's the, where's the victory in what you're preaching on? And that's it. That's it. The Spirit is doing this in us. We're allowed to come alongside the Spirit. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is at work. Um, he's at work in us. Uh, he's the hero. Jesus has, has sent the Holy Spirit to us. He, he is the hero. Uh, September 30, 2001. Uh, I'm going I'm to run over to 2 Corinthians for a second. Let's talk a little bit about the Spirit. I want you to grasp onto the Spirit because He's here. The Spirit is with us. We're gathered in Jesus' name. He's promised us that He's here. Cody, Sarah, Brad, Trent, uh, Chase... They are leading us. And I pray that, that the Spirit is leading them. And, and, and this worship that we get to be a part of is it's amazing. I, I just don't understand how sometimes I can look back at the night and say, how come you didn't just throw back your head and just make a fool of yourself? He, he can draw that out of us. The Spirit, it does that to us. I'm getting a little off track. 2 Corinthians 3.18 uh, says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, a rising carousel maybe, right? same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The Spirit is doing this. He is working it in us. 
we get a chance to walk alongside the Spirit as He's working in us. You know what He's doing? He's unveiled our faces. He's allowing us to behold the glory of the Lord. I just said it. Like, this, what's happening, that's the glory of the Lord. It, it, it can be. This, this, it could be. This is the glory of the Lord. This, this is the glory of the Lord. This is praise God that He's given us His words, His text for us to, for us to live by. And, and, and here's what the Holy Spirit does. I, I agreed with Piper. He, he was writing about what, what he does. And these are very broad subjects, but this is what we're talking about. So we're not conforming. We're being transformed by the renewal of our mind. Well, what's the renewal of our mind? <clears throat> the Holy Spirit exposing our minds to Christ's exalting truth. The Holy Spirit leading us in hearing the gospel and teaching. The Holy Spirit bringing us to worship. I, I know that you may not feel like the Holy Spirit got you out of bed today if you took a nap or got you off the couch today and brought you here. Something brought you here. Something inside of you said, this is what God wants from me. This is good. This is where I need to be. Some of you may not want to be here. Man, I think the Holy Spirit's working. The Holy Spirit reveals the Word to us in reading and studying of the Bible and of enlightened men and women. I know that that has become a signal of our generation that, that maybe Sundays aren't enough for y'all. And that's, that's to be honest, pretty, pretty awesome that we are saturated, um, some not good, but some great. We have podcasts. We have uh, uh, not just We the Ring, but you can get online. and It's just amazing the resources that are available to us. Dangerous, you know, uh, I'm not saying just willy-nilly, but, but the Holy Spirit can use that to draw us to Him, to draw us to the Lord, to renew our minds. And that's what it takes to not conform, but to be transformed is the renewal of minds. Um, the Holy Spirit pushes us to meditate physically on the perfections of Christ. Again, something brought you here. There have been times I've had to kneel and pray. And go to a prayer closet. I've never, I don't know if I've ever had a prayer closet. But that's the Holy Spirit in your life. That is not the, the former ignorance. Nothing in your former ignorance says, you know, you should stop and pray to the Lord God and give Him the glory due His name. Nothing in that tells you to do that. That is the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. I want to read it again. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all with unveiled face, God, Jesus on the cross, took that veil away. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The Spirit is working that out in us. Now, um, it's not easy. It's It's not simple. And sometimes for us, it's not automatic. There's a verse next to this verse in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Uh, in this case, the God, the little lowercase g God, uh, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For me, uh, Piper brought up a point. He, he uh, used that verse as well. And he talked about how you know that's true. You know that's true because, uh, because of the time you don't spend with Him. The time when your heart doesn't lead a full-out rebellion, but when the, time, when the times your heart says, you know, I don't necessarily want to prepare to, to preach. I'd like to watch a movie. You know, 
the, the times when you know there should be quiet times, when, when you know that you need to renew your mind, that God, that the, that the Holy Spirit can bless you by the renewal of your mind, but you just aren't there. And, and I'm not going to tell you there's nothing wrong with it. I'm going to tell you I can relate with you. I can relate when, when sometimes the lowercase g seems to have blinded me. I'm not saying the lowercase g has power over me. I think there's times I, I let that rebellion happen. And so um, it's, not, it's not easy. And so um, really I've already said it, but really to, to close, what, what can we do? Um, through, all my, through all my notes, um, pursue Christ-exalting truth. That, I keep coming back to the butterfly in my head. The butterfly, the, the cocoon doesn't chop off and the flap door opens at two months or whatever the gestational period of a butterfly larva or whatever. Uh, is my nose bleeding? Um, <laughs> the cocoon just doesn't chop off and, and he drops out. The, cocoon, the butterfly fights. He, he gets out of the cocoon. And, and that's what I mean. God has given us such a great place. It, he doesn't just, just let it happen. There's no love without choice. We walk. We walk with the Spirit and what the Spirit is doing. It, it, so how can we walk? How can we come along outside the Spirit, pursue Christ's exalting truth? However that is, that's the broad statement. And that's where I was coming from. I'll get to that in a second. Pray for truth, embracing humility. And that's, uh, that's what it takes, humility. Read the Word. Read and ponder the Bible-saturated, Christ-exalted writings of great spiritual men and women. And that's how I qualify that. Uh, don't read junk. Read the Bible-saturated, Christ-exalted writings of great spiritual men and women. If they point to themselves, turn it off. If they exalt Christ, if they exalt the Word, saturate yourself in it. Form the habit of meditation on the perfections of Christ. Sit and think about Christ. That's easy. I know in our hearts sometimes it's not easy, but that is renewing your mind when you sit and think upon the glorious one, the one who has created us, the one who has saved us. And, and, and lastly, this is kind of where I'm coming from. Redeem your time. Um, Josh brought it up two weeks ago. I didn't get to hear the sermon last week. I was in the nursery. But he brought it up two weeks ago. He talked about what, what are we doing when we're spending time with each other? What do our relationships look like? Are they, are they surface level? Are they, uh, are they, I don't know, anything but truth? And I come back to that place where I, was, where I am, thank God. Like, I want people to pour truth on me. And sometimes it's not fair. Like, just because I want truth doesn't mean I should shovel truth onto you. I know that could get a little dicey. But, but for me, man, I just want truth. And, and that scares me because I think about that. I think, I think those people are intense. The people who I want to be, they're, they're truthful people. They're not wasting time talking about fluff or about things that don't bear fruit. Um, bear fruit. Um, and so, like... That's what I want. But those are intense people, and sometimes they scare me. And so, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's because it's so foreign that we don't do it every day, that, that when someone really tries to dig into your life or better you or come alongside the Spirit, obey the Spirit in their own lives and talk to you, I think it gets a little crazy. And you think, what do you mean? 
I have a, a fairly new friend. A lot of you will know who, who I'm talking about when I say it. But I saw this guy not too long ago. And, uh, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And I hugged him. He gave me a big old bear hug. And <clears throat> he stepped back. And instead of saying, how's y'all's weather been? Or how's work been? Or, you know, what's Chris and the kids up to? He goes, how's your soul, brother? <laughs> I was like, well, maybe buy me dinner first or something. You know, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's intense. But, you know, I think about that dude and I say I'm scared. I'm not. I want to be that dude. I want to be that dude who doesn't waste time talking about the ball game last night. I'm not condemning the ball game. I like ball games. I like playing, you know, but... But in relation to what God has for us, in relation to what the Spirit wants to lead us into, into each other's lives, man, that is nothing. That is nothing. God has so much more for us. Um, Josh also talked about, you know, not, not only that guy, the, the guy I want to be, the intense guy. I'm sorry, I may start to be in, intense with y'all. But uh, the, not only that guy, but there's things that, that we're doing that, we sh- that we're not doing that we should be doing. He, he told a story the other night, and I'm not trying to, drop names, all that junk. I was part of the group that was praying. He told a story about a, that we prayed for someone. Uh, just on a Friday night, we were hanging out at the house and ended up praying for someone, and he left. And, and he was like, man, that's really good. That, that was good. Why? We spend every weekend together. Why aren't we praying for each other? Why aren't we changing our lives? That, the friends that were there, uh, there, were, there were five of them. Uh, one friend... I said his name is Josh. I've been friends with Josh for 30 years. Some of y'all may choke down here. Y'all know y'all haven't been alive that long. I've been friends with Josh for 30 years. Next friend, I'm going to just tell you her name. Uh, her name's Chris because, you know, she's my wife. Um, I've known her for 14 years. I've known the next person for 10 years. And the person I prayed with, I've known that dude for 18 years. Why? Why the heck is that foreign? 18 years. And we used to, oh man, we used to pray all the time. And I don't want to get sidetracked. It's just the Holy Spirit is ready. The Holy Spirit is ready to just push us off a cliff in a good way. In a good way. Like there's so much more that He wants us to lead, to lead us into. And I just tell you, from that night of obedience, man, praise God. You know, Thank you for the times when you're obedient to the Spirit, where the Spirit is working in your life and transforming you. Where... where where you're just being obedient. Um, pray, pray, pray for the Holy Spirit's renewal of your mind in your own life. And, and, and what I've done here is I've listed a lot of stuff. And we're busy people. I said it this week in the married group at community group. I, I listed what I listed for y'all earlier. Man, church, community group, some things the kids are doing, t-ball games, uh, elder meeting, um, um, Band of husbands, wives' discipleship, mom's group. I don't go to mom's group, but I was <laughs> just saying something. Um, we do all those things in life, and, and sometimes I think, man, I'm just tired. Why, why can't I just veg out? You know, and I think God calls us to do that. But all of this, to me, wraps up back into verse 1. I've spent all night on verse 2, and that's what I wanted to do. But verse 1 of Romans chapter 12 says that says this. Sorry. 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, in view of our beautiful God, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. We're going to worship soon, very soon. We've already worshipped tonight. Like I told you, all that stuff, that list of how we can renew our minds, that's tiring to think about. Like, where's the, where do I get to eat? (laughs) Where do I, you know, when do I get to go ride a four-wheeler or hunt or, you know, I'm not saying you can't do that stuff. that, That stuff can all be redeemed by God. God can redeem anyone's time. It's just, it just came off like a light bulb today. That all that stuff that seems so busy and seems so exhaustive, that's offering your body as a living sacrifice. That's giving of yourself. We know that He's not going to give us more than we can handle. That's, that's Him. That's us dying to selves. That's us surrendering and allowing the Spirit to lead us in, in obedience, to lead us in transformation, to lead us in the renewing of our minds. The, the words that these guys with the commentaries used, uh, all action words, reading, praying, form the habit, redeem your time, pursue. Pursue is my favorite. Pursue the Spirit. It's amazing. It's, it's daunting. It's still daunting. I promise you, I'm going to be honest. I can't tell you I'm going to be great tomorrow morning. I want to be. I, I, I don't want to conform. I, I want to I be transformed before I walk into the office. I pray the same for y'all. Wherever it is in your life where you find that you're conforming, wherever you've kind of given up and you've plugged in, or wherever status quo has been good enough for you, man, I pray that, that you'd allow the Holy Spirit to change that in you. Not only allow, you need to allow, you need to yield and surrender, but He calls us to, to, to work alongside of Him. It's awesome. It's amazing. That's a lot of stuff. That's what, that was all in my head. Uh, well, I mean, whew. Um, I just want to thank y'all. Uh, I appreciate y'all. I had a lot of pats on the back and been praying for you all day and blah, blah, blahs and good blah, blah, blahs, not bad blah, blah, blahs. But um, I really appreciate y'all. I, I, I really love the ring. Uh, and you guys are the ring. I don't mean just the name. Um, it's, it's an honor to be able to get up and, and just teach uh, and, and talk with you guys. Um, so let, let's pray and Cody and the guys and, and the people can come on back up and, and worship. Um, I encourage you to do this. I did this last time. I think I've done it every time. Man, sing your guts out. We have a chance uh, to just lift the roof off the place, man. And, and you may not feel like your heart is there, but who cares? I mean, when else do you have time during the week to just Sing out like this. And some of y'all might, you know. Y'all may act a fool in your car. I do too. Uh, but, man, act a fool tonight. I mean, just just talk with the Spirit. Say, man, let me give this to you. You're here. Uh, Sarah's begun to sing this song called uh, Waiting. Waiting here for you. What's it? I'm sorry. Is that what it's called? Waiting, the knuckle song? Uh, man, we're waiting here for Him. And He's here. And so just take advantage. Redeem the time tonight. Uh, right, right now. Right now. I just get excited about worship. I'm thankful for these guys. Y'all please encourage these people. Um, I should move and let them do their thing. Uh, but lay your head back and just honor God tonight.
and just sing your guts out.